Brotherhood of the Silver Screen. Thanks everybody for listening this week. It is the good and the bad and the ugly. The good and the bad and the ugly is just general movie review where everyone from the Brotherhood of the Silver Screen brings a review or some thoughts. Pretty much free for all uh, this week that we do on the good and the bad and the ugly, hence the name. And this week we have something very special. I'm introducing a new segment Ooh. at the end of the good and the bad and the ugly. Oh, so it's at the end. He's gonna make us wait. Yeah, I gotta we wait. Don't, we don't even know. You gotta is. wait. It's just it's it's the waiting that's gonna be so exciting. So I'm gonna introduce it at the end. Um, I think all of you guys are gonna like it and enjoy it. Sweet. So, um, Dove, you're first up this week on the good and the bad and the ugly. What do you got? Okay, so a couple of months ago, I stumbled across uh, basically a website and an app. I, I don't know how I did. It was a few months ago. I've been wanting to talk about it, but I just decided to wait for a little bit um, until I saw something that this group put together. But there was an app and a website out there called Gaborum. Gaborum is a basically a men's Christian growth program and website. Okay. Um, and one of the guys that runs it is this guy who's super into entertainment and has acting chops. Uh, uh, he's physically trained. He was in the military and all this stuff, and he heads up this Gaborum website. So if you're not familiar with what Gaborum is, it is the Hebrew for mighty man mm-hmm. of the wow. Old Testament. Yeah. So this guy decided, his name's Cody Bobe. He decided that he wanted to start making films about Old Testament warriors. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Just like the Gaborim, mm-hmm. the namesake, and that's the whole point of it. And so he's apparently in a similar mindset that, like within the Christian world, you don't see a lot of action or good action going on within the Christian community. Yeah. Are you talking about so, in Christian movies? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so um, you know, because there's things with violence. What do you do about that? All that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, this is interesting. You know, this is addressing a need that we've always talked about, you know, within the Christian world as Mm -hmm. far as movies go. So he and his Gaborum website and all his team and everybody, they actually did a short movie. It's 23 minutes. It's on Amazon. Okay. It's called Hold the Pass. Oh, so, I've seen people talking about this. Okay, yeah. so this is his 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 group, and so his whole thing is he wants to bring Old Testament warriors onto the screen. Mm-hmm. And so he chose as the first one, he chose Shamgar. And uh, Shamgar, if you're not familiar with him, it'll take you about five seconds to read about him because his whole story <laughs> is two seconds long in the Bible. <laughs> it's in the book of Judges. And I'm, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm going to watch this. It's two bucks to rent. I thought, you know what? I'm gonna watch this. I want to see what this guy put together, and uh, I was pretty excited. I, I like. I was like, I'm getting my Bible out. I'm like, holy cow! I'm, I'm opening my Bible yeah. to find out the background on Shamgar, which wasn't anything. Yeah. Right? But um, you know, Poor he Shamgar. killed. Yeah. So his Shamgar, he was a judge in the time of the judges, mm-hmm. and uh, he. It just tells says that he killed 600 Philistines with an ox goad. And delivered Israel. Can you explain what an ox goad is? It's uh, mm-hmm. a cow. It's like a cattle prod. Okay. It, it has. <laughs> it has. It's a spear. Yeah. And it has a hook that to pull around the neck of cattle, so you can pull oh, and you can prod them. Yeah. So at the time, apparently in Israel, you weren't allowed to have weapons. They were under subjugation of the Philistines. Mm-hmm. So he was one of the judges that the Lord raised up. Mm-hmm. But was, what was cool about the movie, and so I watched it. It's 23 minutes long. I recommend watching it. Mm-hmm. 
I was I was curious as to how they were going to do this, right? He killed six hundred Philistines with an ox goat. Mm-hmm. How'd that happen? But what even to me was neater. Now it still had. I thought the action was cool. I totally had this thought of wow, give this guy an actual budget with yeah. the right people. Mm-hmm. Right. It just would be what it needs to be, mm-hmm. you know. That's and cool. uh, as awesome. as a as a low budget film, I thought they did very well. Okay. And so I recommend going to watch just to see it. Yeah. It's two dollars. Um, but to me, what was even neater than that was how they kind of gave the background of the history of that time. Like, how do you how do you make a story around this little two two sentence thing in the Bible? And so they gave a little background of the Philistines and Israel at the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. And they did this whole thing where he was, when he went to meet the army in a very 300-like, that was the hold the pass. It was a very 300, one guy against thousands, basically. And they had a small scene in there where it was really neat. It was really shallow water. It was kind of dream, like vision-y. And this character in here was God or God's servant the angel of the Lord. Meet, angel of the Lord something. And he's yeah. meeting and they're all alone. And he's seeing this in a vision after getting like knocked out by some soldier. Mm-hmm. And this guy is pretty cool. It was him, uh, this thing on fire, and then the guy. And so he goes up and he gets this flaming sword out of it. It looked really good. It looked real. Mm-hmm. Comes up to Shamgar. Shamgar goes as these, and he just stabs him with this with this flaming sword. Yeah. And then he sees this fiery vision and God talks to him. Mm-hmm. Right. And he said, and they made this up, obviously, but he said something about, you're the one that I've chosen to redeem Israel. Mm-hmm. And so they had this scene where he gets out of that vision, and now he's kind of like Samson. Mm-hmm. And then he just starts cleaning the house. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, the, the point of it all was, I was like, "There's there, you can do this. Having good writers give a background history, what's going on. He started cleaning the house. And so by the end, they don't show him killing 600 they show him killing a bunch and then the rest of the soldiers going you know they they he he's now up against like the main army after killing their champion mm-hmm. you know he's like where's your champion i'm going to kill him he kills him some of their their sorcery sorceresses mm-hmm. that they have out there killed them broke one of their idols that they had up there in the front of the army cool. right and i'm like this is good like you, yeah. you you know this is how you flesh out a story like this yeah you know, he like chops it in half with his ox code thing, and then he did some pretty cool stuff with that and how mm. he could fight with it. Yeah. Anyway, cool. and so then at the very end, he's sitting there after killing their idol and a bunch of their soldiers. Now he's just up against the army. They're leaderless. They have no leader. Mm. And then you just see the army slowly just kind of go, and they just retreat a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh shoot, do we mm-hmm. want to even mess with this dude? Yeah, yeah. And that's where it ends. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I thought, cool. you know what? I can see that now. The, yeah. you know, where you're like, wait a minute, maybe they're the 600 of them all not, of a sudden. Got yeah. Not super to scared. mention with with you know your idol destroyed, how quickly superstitious you would get. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Like just right away. Right. Just, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Superstitious. And they had the, they had a small scene in the beginning, and you should watch it. But they have a small scene where they do this demonic ritual right in front of them. Yeah. This is what we're going to do to your people, and they do this demonic ritual and they kill somebody. Yeah. I'm just like. This some right. you know, I was I was impressed with how they took this right. little thing right and how you can create a right. world around this little thing mm-hmm. and it just it just to me I was like this is one hundred percent doable right. you can take these small little known characters back then study the history yeah yep. and come mm-hmm. up with full on movies about and just it. Mm-hmm. at least all you know all it takes yep. is just can we please respect the Bible for what it is that's yep. all it is mm-hmm. because these Christian movies they don't respect the Bible for what it is they can't find beauty 
in the Old Testament. They can't find beauty in the story of the judges. They can't find beauty in the story of um, you know the kings. They can't find beauty there. They're like, we don't know because nobody gets saved. You know, right. so what do we do? Nobody gets saved. Can't right. make a movie. So. You know, that's my question to you. At right. the end, did, did 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 everyone get saved? Did the did the Philistines? Of course get saved? not. Thank no. goodness, I'm going to watch uh, it. I'm well, going to watch it now. God, the, the interesting thing because their the dialogue that God gave to him was pretty cool. Okay. And that when you're the one I've chosen to resume Israel, and they said, and the 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 dialogue specifically there was something to the effect. I'm paraphrasing, but it was something to the effect of, and their blood will make the rocks cry out my name. Mm. It was something like that. Wow. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm like, that's that's what needs to happen, and that's pretty hardcore stuff, mm-hmm. even in a small little 23-minute movie like that. So it's pretty neat. Nice. Um, yeah, and so that's that's what I came away with thinking, just like this is absolutely doable, and mm-hmm. the right writers and people can put this together, and it would be pretty epic and pretty awesome. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, that's great. That's awesome. So check it out. Gaborum, Hold the Pass, Cody, Bobe, you can look them up. Nice. Did you know about cool. Did you know about Gaborum before you knew about the movie? Or I knew about Gaborum first. Okay, yeah. And then okay. as <clears throat> this is months ago, I stumbled across them. I'm like, yeah. these guys. They're like, hey, we're working on this movie, and I started following it on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. It's like here we are on set, and I'm like, oh, they're doing well, praise, an, praise the Lord. The first man. time ever doing an Old Testament warrior like that. Yeah. 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 Finally, somebody's so, so doing a, it. Yeah. Right now, and yeah, the quality could have been better. You can tell the acting could have been better. It's a B movie. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But but it'll it'll in your mind's eye you'll be able to look through that and go I see how it can be done right mm-hmm. yeah nice right. sometimes yeah. yeah hey it only cool. takes a spark to get the fire going you know what I mean please don't <laughs> <laughs> what did Luke say earlier that we were like don't mention that what was that oh Jack Reacher Jack Reacher yeah, Jack uh, Reacher. well yeah. Jack Reacher too never go back proof of concept that was the <laughs> never go back that was what that's what this was what's it. Proof of yeah. concept. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It shows yes. the potential. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Is that the think, official I was, English word? I, I was trying. To, I was trying to think. I was trying to think of the term of yes. like when someone has like when someone like has a product they want to sell. Right. But it's like really you know um it's like abstract. It, yeah. And yeah. they're and they're trying to figure out okay that's what it, that's what it was to yeah. me. Yeah. So yes. yeah. So you and and other people have had this idea like what you know what could we actually take Old Testament stories and make them into great movies and this is like a proof of concept. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. All right, Joy, what do you got? All right. um, I have a bro did you know. Nice. Um, So in the spirit of um, this being the 20th anniversary year of Lord of the Rings. Oh, I thought you were going to say the COVID anniversary. No. Okay. No. We're done with that. That's over. (laughs) Oh. Um, (laughs) Just beginning. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. uh, Anyway. Lord of the Rings, 20th anniversary. Peter Jackson made um, 4K. He made 4K editions. Um, they were released in theaters. We actually saw Fellowship of the Ring in IMAX, which was super sweet. Mm. Um, that was awesome. Uh, that was like yeah. a dream come true because I didn't see any of the original Lord of the Rings in theaters because um, I was too young and my parents thought they were too violent. And um, yeah, so it was really cool to see. Um, they're um, talking I wanna, about. I want to mention this is one of the only times that I was able to watch that movie when it came out. What do you mean? Like my parents let me. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. oh. Because my dad loved The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so I never saw them in theaters. So it was, that was a really cool experience. Um, and then I think they're gonna re-release them at some point at a later date because there were a lot of people complaining like, "Hey, I don't want to go see a movie during COVID, but I'd love to go see these." I was just like, "Bro, just get out there and see them." But whatever. <laughs> anyway, so they think they they think they'll release them again. I think they're currently um, actually showing at the Fox movie theater that you liked of right oh, now. Um, okay. But anyway, so. Um, uh, besides that, so anyway, so we saw the first one, so it was really cool. And so, in the spirit of that, 
I was looking up, I've been reading, um, there's been a bunch of places that I've been posting about like really fun stuff that happened on set and things that like that really went into like making the Lord of the Rings. There were maybe some things that people didn't know. So probably over the next couple um, good, bad, and ugly episodes, I want to do some bro did you knows, um, bro did you knows that are about the Lord of the Rings. So this first one I have is actually about so the, much content. There. Yeah, it's there's so, so much, much cool stuff. There's yeah. so much cool well, stuff. Well, finding the stuff too that not everybody knows. Yeah, it's well, difficult. Maybe, That's oh, really difficult. Yeah. So yeah, so I have two prepared just oh, yeah. in case this first one you guys knew, but I didn't oh, yeah, know this. Okay. So did you guys know that Viggo Mortensen was like like way far down the line in terms of being cast? Yes. For, oh, you did. I, heard, I didn't know. It was I, way far down. I thought he yeah. was number two. I thought. Well, okay. So he was. Well, okay. So he he was number two in terms of who they actually cast. But in terms of who they wanted for the role was really uh, interesting to me. It was way far down the line. I know who they so, Do you asked. know? I know somebody. Well, okay, I want to okay. hear, okay. hear this. Thank right. goodness. Okay. So they first asked, the first person they asked, apparently they went to, was Daniel Day-Lewis. That would have been awesome. Yeah. That, that would have been, been awesome. awesome yeah. bro. Wait. How that was was he older than Vigo at that time? No. That was – when was the last of the Mohicans made? Uh, in the 90s. In the 90s. Yeah. It was probably a couple of years before, like 97. Oh, so I he was say. still in the yeah. – yeah. Wow. That yeah. would have been. Yeah. So I, think Daniel <laughs> I think Daniel Day-Lewis for that role would have been amazing. Apparently, yeah, he, turn, yeah. he turned it down. Okay, he was offered it. He tight. turned it down. I think he turned it down because he's such a character actor. I thought he was like, he was probably thinking three movies, mm. years and years in the making, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, he probably thought. But that does sound like something for him, though. Like, it does, but he's, like he's, literally, he's literally, yeah, he's literally never done the same character twice. Okay. So, I, that's probably, that, that's, that, so he's probably committed to doing separate characters. I can see that working. Uh, oh, that would have been lit, man. I mean, yeah, but then, awesome. then second, apparently, uh-huh. the second offer they made was to, yeah, this is probably the one Luke's thinking of, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. oh, my God. Like, so, on, on, one hand, on one hand, we have this incredible casting potential that we lose, and then, thankfully, Nicholas Cage had the wherewithal to go, no. And wow. and he also wow. turned uh, it down. Frodo, I have the shards from our show. Put the uh, ring back in the box. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that was crazy, right? Uh, Apparently, yeah. also, the, the at, at, at the council, at the council oh, of, the jokes uh, and at the council of Elrond, uh, we're going to steal uh, the <laughs> ring from uh, Moria. No, you idiot. We're going to throw away the ring. You know, we, no, you, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Now I want to create a script where you guys just read Nicholas. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, today, uh, it's not going to be this day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, so then we had those two. Apparently during that time, Vin Diesel also um, also auditioned. He was not offered okay, the role. Apparently right. he auditioned. Cool. He was a really big fan of Lord of the Rings, really wanted uh, the part. Okay. Okay. So eventually it went to uh, an actor. You would have been a great orc. I know. He <laughs> should have been great. <laughs> he should have been Azog. He should have been, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, been the head. He, he could have been Gimli, too. He could have done Gimli. He could have. That would have been interesting. That would have been yeah. weird. That would have been weird. Been I think he has the stockiness. I don't think he has the personality yes. for Gimli. Um, anyway, so eventually, book Gimli though. Ah, book Gimli. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> eventually, ah. the role. Eventually, the role goes to an actor, an Irish actor named Stuart Townsend. Yes. Yeah. So the role went yeah. to him first. Oh, yeah. um, apparently, just days before they started shooting the movie, right? They they decided to ax him. Apparently, Peter Jackson wow. and the studio were becoming less and less confident in his, in his ability to pull off the role. Wow. I think they were worried about his youth and just some wow. inexperience. I don't know. Apparently, they Everybody's just looking him up apparently right now, they so apparently, 
Dorian oh, Gray. Yeah, Dorian Gray. Dorian Gray. Oh. Dorian Gray in League of Gentlemen is yeah, his yeah, probably yeah, is, yeah. is primarily is primarily the role that you'll know. Oh. He's he has a youth e look. Well, yeah. at the time he definitely yeah, did because because yeah. because you gotta remember League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was four years after the original Lord of the Rings, yeah, he, and he, he, he looks young in that. Yeah, yeah. He looks young in that. Yeah. Um. So they you know so they became so they axed him apparently axed him and didn't tell any of the crew. Yeah, it's good too because he's somewhat of a pretty boy. Yeah. And, and Aragorn is most definitely not a pretty yeah. boy. Yeah. And so apparently they asked him and didn't even tell the crew. Okay. Um, so apparently, like, the whole, like, like the cast, like, was like, it was like days before they're about to shoot and they're like, where did Stu They're like, where did Stu go? And yeah. they're like, he's gone. Wow. Uh, and they were like, and they were like, they're in New Zealand at this point. Wow. They don't have email. They don't have any way to call him. Wow. They just have no idea. He's just gone. Wow. Right. The wow. person that they've been that they've had be Aragorn up until this point in rehearsals and stuff like that. Wow. And so then, obviously, the studio and Peter Jackson are reeling to find their Aragorn. Can right? you guys so, the pressure just for a second? Yeah. I no, know. no wonder yeah. Peter Jackson's like three hundred pounds. Like, yeah. Seriously. Oh. <laughs> no, at the time, he, remember yeah, he lost right. weight later when That's he's not true. doing movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's probably just like, oh my goodness, like. Yeah, just somebody right. shoot me. Yeah. We got We have two I actually, days. I actually have more about that too, but I'm oh, going to do okay. that for our yeah. next bro. Did you know for right, the for yeah. next one? Sounds good. Um, but this is yeah. I'm just sticking to this one. But anyway, so after you know they're they're trying to cast him again, right? They apparently offered it to Russell Crowe then. Oh. Who said? Apparently, Russell Crowe said. Apparently, Russell Crowe said that it was too close to his gladiator role, and he didn't want to do it, so he turned it down. They then went back to Daniel Day Lewis and, oh and, and apparently it got, it probably went to him again and please, were like, please, please, please be our Aragorn, please. And he said no again. Wow. And then it was only after that point that they that they that they fell on Vigo. Wow. So, and I mean apparently like his stint as wow. Aragorn, like just around the set is like apparently he really did do like just he like used to walk around the set in character, like he really did. Like hone in on that, and I mean his performance is great, obviously. But yeah, like, right. but it's just like crazy to think about. Well, like, I remember all... Vigo was unknown to me. You know, yeah. when Lord yeah. of the Rings came out, yeah. I was sixteen. Yeah, yeah. right. And Vigo was unknown, and uh, but I knew Aragorn, mm-hmm. right? right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, man, who are they going to cast for this? And he showed up. I'm like, I don't really know that guy, mm-hmm. right? You know, I was yeah. like, okay, it's a guy totally cool with that. I knew yeah. Ian McKellen. I knew Elijah Wood. Yeah. You know, yeah. these yeah. guys. Yeah. But him, I did. I knew Sean Bean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought. Oh, he, yeah. I, thought I was oh, like, yeah. that's a perfect bar mirror to me. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was an unknown. I'm like, okay, I'll 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 see it. And yeah. he crushed it. I loved him. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he did crush it. That's yeah. for sure. He, no, he definitely had that that strong silent presence that yeah. uh, many people read into the character of Aragorn. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, he was great. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that's. I mean, that's awesome. But it's just like crazy. I just I don't know. I thought that was such an interesting like like I just can't imagine yeah. shift of oh, actors and yeah and and just how that could have gone and just thinking about all the potential possibilities. Yes. All the alternate realities where Nicolas Cage was Aragorn, <laughs> oh and, and, the, and the movies are cons- and the movies are considered the worst flops of any of any IP ever, as opposed to three of the best movies ever made. Oh so, my word! Yeah. So anyway, yeah, so that's my bro. Did you know? I, just, oh I thought that was we awesome. We should have a council of the Brotherhood of the Silver Screen where we just sit around and read lines of Aragorn <laughs> as Nicholas Cage. As Nicholas Cage. Oh my a new segment. <laughs> a new segment. Oh my word, that's hilarious. Yeah, this is what Luke's announcing at the end. <laughs> oh my word, that's hilarious. I All think right. we should just pick an iconic <laughs> yeah. movie each time and then yeah. read yeah. lines. Yeah, yeah read lines. As Nicholas Cage. As Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage yeah. and Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, Athena, what do you got this week? Uh, so Joey and I went and saw The Little Things, um, mm-hmm. yeah. and it was Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, and Jared Leto. Um, and it was the first time we, I feel like we hadn't gone to the movie theater for a while. 
Uh-huh. No, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, no, we actually, well, we, saw Wonder, we saw Wonder Woman. We saw Wonder Woman out of that. state because we couldn't see anything yeah, that's here. True. That was um, right as, I guess, certain things had started to reopen. Again. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we saw it in the theater, um, which was nice because we love going to movies. So it was mm-hmm. nice to go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, especially to our theater that you guys don't like, but that we love. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm actually, um, actually going to go try and see uh, Godzilla versus King mm-hmm. Kong. And IMAX? Oh. Well, any, any theater, really, at this point. Yeah. But it's. <laughs> In IMAX? Don't give me that look. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Full no, no, disclosure, no. I don't care about IMAX. Go to Full a play. Yeah, go to a How play. How do you not care about IMAX? I just IMAX. don't care. I'm Bigger like, screen, better sound. This is Godzilla versus Kong. Don't you're going to go to a regular theater, and you're not going to be see their heads because they're not going to fit in the screen. No, I'm going to go to a regular the theater, screen. and when Godzilla Joe. shoots fire across the screen, my head's not going to have to do this. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Very it's true. true. Yeah, but it's, it's actually it's part of the experience. Well, it's really oh. actually nice to be comfortable too. Oh my That's gosh, you're the worst. Yeah, yeah, it's true though. Those red I chairs. I remember I was sitting next to talk? Joey. No, I was sitting next to Joey, watching Stink and Venom. And we're not the smallest dudes, you know what I mean? We're like wide shoulders. We're sitting. I'm just like up against them. I'm trying to watch. I'm like, this is the worst. That's true. That's true. I do wish they had he better wants seats. His own couch. All right, continuing. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, so it's a story about two detectives who um, are trying to hunt down a serial killer. Yeah. Um, and Jared Leto is the suspect at that point. Um, and I don't really, I'm not going to spoil it, I think, because I Thank think you. it's a movie you guys should watch. Cool. Um, oh, okay. Appreciate that. What? No, no. I just, oh. yeah, that's not I what you said when you left the theater. <laughs> no, that's not true. That, I, that's, oh. I just was, I was surprised to hear you say that. That's all. Oh, I still think it's a, it's a good movie to watch. I was not... The twist that does happen, I was not happy with it. No. Um, but that uh, could have been my own oh, personal it was all opinion. A dream. Can't wait to see it. No, it was, it was not all a dream. <laughs> yeah, it's it's super '90s thriller nostalgic, which is cool. Like, which is really cool. And like, go ahead, baby. Sorry. Okay, no, it's fine. Um, you're you're gonna need to add to this anyway. Yeah. But um, I mean, I thought Jared Leto was awesome, and I think Jared Leto is a weirdo, like just a total weirdo. He's and I thought. Yes, and I thought this movie fit him very well. Um, like long, stringy haired, like weird, reclusive guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wrote down, I said, I'm actually, convinced I, after watching this movie that he has actually murdered people at some point in his life. <laughs> <laughs> um, because how do you play this part that well without actually murdering someone? I, I think you. I think he was. I think he probably like in order to get in character for this for this particular um, part. I think he definitely was like looking towards Charles Manson. Like I definitely oh, think he, right. he. I think there's a lot of it that has that look that has some of that yeah. attitude. Yeah, he's yeah, like the he's attitude like was he's just very he's just very like weird yeah. like he but like not manipulative. like manipulative. We- yeah, he's manipulative, but he's like yeah, he can like play people, but mm-hmm. he like doesn't adhere to any kind of social norms, and it's yeah. it's yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, weird. Athena, Athena, what are your thoughts on the movie? Um, how many people have you killed? Uh-huh. Um. Uh, who? No, wait, 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 wait. Have, have you killed women? Uh, how many women have you killed? Uh, please, sir, don't kill me. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, I really liked the combination of Denzel and Rami Malek as the detectives. I didn't think that I would, but I did. Because mm-hmm. um, honestly, when I first saw the cast, I was trying to figure out who the serial killer suspect was going to be. Because I thought that it could be Rami Malek or it could be Jared Leto. Either of them would have worked. I think Jared Leto was the best choice, but... Um, very filled with tension. Um, there was there was a scene towards the end where they're in in cars. It's not a car chase, but the um, but they're they're kind of following each other in in a car. I don't want again. I don't want to give it away. But um, but it was it was just very tense, and I felt 
it was good to, to see a movie that I didn't totally know what was going to happen at that point. And it was, I just felt that tension. Um, trying to think what else. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I don't, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I don't, don't want to give away too much. Yeah, you but. don't want to give away too much um, if yeah, you want everyone to see it. Um, and, you, you can rent it right now? So it's so the, the way HBO Max is working is super unclear to me. So basically, they when a movie comes out in theaters, they release it same day HBO Max. It is available for 30 days to just be streamed on their platform. After that, it disappears, and it can only be bought in certain places. Okay. And then eventually, I think these movies are going to come back either to HBO Max just to be streamed free again or to be rented. I don't know how they're doing I kind of bet you that it's available on Amazon. You could try. Oh, okay. Yeah, you could um, try. Well, how much is HBO Max right now? HBO Max is 15, uh, a, 15 month. a month, I think. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it has a lot of content on yeah, it, to yeah. be fair. It has a lot of content on mm-hmm. it. Um, there's, like, a lot of good movies. Hey, there's, there's an insane list of good movies on there. Their like, entire marketing department decided what the price was, you know, yeah. probably. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. And I mean, I mean, just, just their list of movies. Like, I mean, in yeah. terms of, like, watching our AFI, like, 100 movies, like, there's so many of them on there. Cool. Like, Athena and I recently watched two movies that are probably on that list that, mm-hmm. like, we didn't even know originally were on that list. Uh, yeah. Um, just because there's so many good movies to go through. So, cool. yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's not totally worth it, but it's definitely, like, if you have Do stuff have that you free, know you want to watch on there. they have a free trial? They pro- I don't know. Probably. Don't probably, but I don't know. Probably yeah. short. We've probably just like used all, all of our emails. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a seven day. Yeah. Like, Seven day, twenty four seven. Vacation for this one. <laughs> yeah, Luke takes vacation. Yeah. <laughs> All right. uh, put a reminder on my phone. Cancel by this time. Yes. Yeah, right, yep. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We just see Luke. Uh, we just see Luke and Dove creating email over email yeah. over email, just starting over and over free trials. Um, <laughs> So cheap, man. That's Opening so different terrible. bank accounts. Yeah. 25 bucks in each bank account. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so the movie itself, um, it was good. Like it was, it's just, it's very 90s nostalgic thriller. So if you like that genre, I think it's definitely worth watching. I don't think, it just, I don't well, think. What, it, can I ask you something? Yeah. What's a good 90s nostalgic thriller that came out in the I mean, 90s you, that you would kind of like. I mean, you or, could talk. I mean, if you, if you think about specific, because Denzel yeah. Washington like dominated a lot of that market, so you could talk about like Bone Collector, and uh, there's like a bunch of like. What's that one, what's that that one with Azazel in it? Uh, That's Fallen. 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 Yeah, yeah but Seven. Was a, yeah. Seven was a big Set, one. Yeah. So this one, this one okay. takes probably a lot of its beats from Seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. um, it's All probably right. the, it's probably one of the most iconic ones. So it's so if you like that genre, this definitely has a lot to it. For me, it's too slow a burn for not enough payoff. Yes, oh. I agree with that. So, okay. so like, because okay. like, there's like, and I like, and I think, I think Denzel does a great job in his acting. I actually really love Rami Malek. I don't know that he was perfect for the part that he played. Um, I did like him and Denzel their interaction together, but Rami is like the young straight cop is like who he's supposed to be. But Rami is he has such a weird way of delivering lines. That like he just it, it, it he feels like a weird character. It's weird. It's yeah. It's not. So here's it, so he he's weird. Jared he, Leto's weird. Yeah. Um. He, he's not. He's. Not, I don't think he's intending to be weird, but right. he just kind of like he just has like a Rami Malik way of doing things mm-hmm. that like I just think would be better suited somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um. And I just I don't know that he's good as a straight like a straight mm-hmm. detective right, right now right, like right, on right. the narrow path like trying to do everything yeah. by the book. Mm-hmm. I don't right. know that he just fits that role entirely. They could right. I think they could have found a better fit for that. Yeah. I like their chemistry, but mm-hmm. but I yeah, I agree the role itself I don't think it fit him. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because so. there's because there's just like a lot of times where he delivers lines and I kind of like raised my eyebrow and I was just like is there something I was like is there something more is there some sort of subcontext I'm not getting <laughs> yeah. or is he just delivering a line kind of weird because he's Rami Malek and that's what I was <laughs> yeah like, you don't want that yeah. yeah. 
yeah. we really yeah. don't yeah. want that. Yeah. You know, and I guess that's something, I'm glad you said that because I think that's something we don't appreciate enough mm-hmm. in actors, mm-hmm. that they really do communicate exactly what the story needs to be communicated. Mm-hmm. And that if you do get that person there that has this weird aura mm-hmm. about them that's communicating different things than maybe what the story wants, you know, that'd mm-hmm. be a good list. I mean, give me a, give me three actors where they communicated things that were just, that's pretty much every yeah, Nicolas Cage like movie, that. right? Yeah. But, um, you know. The wrong subtext or the right yeah, subtext. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. And that's exactly. where I felt like a lot, that's where I felt like a lot of this movie had its issue is that there was a lot of time spent where I was going, okay, is there like more here? Is there something I'm, is there something I'm waiting for to be revealed? Is there something that like, there's something digger to deepen? Yeah. And by the end of it, there wasn't really totally. Um, and that's, and, and that's where I feel like it kind of like fell a little bit flat for me. It still was enjoyable to see and to watch because like I said, because it really does harken back to those things. Apparently the script was written in 97. Apparently this wow. like, apparently this, wow. yeah, apparently yeah. the script in this movie has just like been in the doghouse for like 20 years. Wow. Um, yeah. So all well, this guy's poor, poor guy losing his job, losing his house, losing yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. Out here trying to get the script made. Oh, finally so, got, we finally got it uh, scheduled. It's COVID. so yeah so it's so yeah but i i so i definitely don't think it's the movie that you buy hbo max or you rent hbo max for right like you don't spend your 15 dollars on that movie (laughs) but if you're going on there to like watch justice league or watch whatever else you want to and then you're like oh the little things is also available definitely worth watching i I think it's a it's a movie that's worth watching it's just not i don't know it's not incredibly impressive like yeah. i yeah, wish I th- it would have been yeah i think the overall package lacks certain things but i think that there's at, like watching denzel do his thing yeah. and watching it's almost um, worth it yeah, yeah yep. watching jared leto i think those parts yep. are worth it there's yeah. like yeah. snapshots of that yep. that make it really worth it and yep. interesting yeah i just so. watched a movie recently called um uh brotherly love i think it's called mm-hmm. um or the city of brotherly love or or is it called blood brothers or brothers blood i think it's called brothers by blood i think because i remember there was a book that had the name brotherly love and then there's the movie that had mm-hmm. called blood brothers i think mm-hmm. and or brothers by blood i think is what it's called sorry <laughs> a lot of bees yes involved. brothers of blood yes okay. thank you <laughs> bloody brothers tell us about it the plot wasn't that great um but it had um Robo- robocop um oh joel kinnaman joel kinnaman yeah. yeah oh yeah and yeah, I like him. He's cool. I like he, him too. Him and the main actor just did such great acting jobs that even though the the content wasn't that great, it was still a really f- interesting and fun movie to watch because mm-hmm. the acting was so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was slow, but you know it's it's still a really good movie to watch. So I can yeah. appreciate yeah. even though a slow movie with maybe the delivery isn't that great, if the acting's there, man, sometimes it's yeah. worth it. Right. Yeah. Brothers the acting. By blood. Blood. Brothers by blood. Thank <laughs> so you. Is that what did Luke say? That yeah. brothers by blood. At all in his whole blood thing. Something in there. Brotherly blood. City of brotherly brothers. I don't know. Yeah, the acting. The acting and the atmosphere, I think, are worth watching the movie. Because, I mean, they do do a good job at establishing the atmosphere and establishing, like, the tension and, like, that thriller, like, pushing, like, that thriller, you know, that thriller feeling pushing you through the movie. Um, Just just more payoff. Uh, The little things. This movie has Mark Brendanowitz in it. Who's not that? seen him in, <laughs> Park, in anything from Parks ever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in that. I forgot. He I forgot disappeared that he's in that. Literally, yeah. I never saw him again. Well, yeah. and, and I never saw him before either. <laughs> Dove, the point yeah. of the movie titled "The Little Things" is because is because uh, Denzel Washington plays a cop who's you know who's basically on the outs with the police department, but he's a, a darn good detective. And the reason he claims he's a darn good detective is because he pays attention to the little things. So, interesting. Mm-hmm. So for uh, my uh, choice this week, uh, 
Did, did, did I get guys tell you about the plot that I read once that I was like super offended by right when I read it? It was uh, like, this looks like the worst movie. This is this is what I hate everything about Hollywood. I just want to talk about this for one yeah, second. Yeah, just do it. I it don't was, think you've told us about it. It was like this, the plot, the plot was, you know, I, you know, you know, I talked about like the top 10 indications that a movie's going to be bad, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, what's, uh, I remember Leatherclad Warriors. No, I no, that. That. I, didn't, I didn't put that in there. No, oh, was, that's oh. a different, that's a different theory. But, oh, okay. um, <laughs> this, you know, one, one, one of the indications that a movie's going to be horrible is that it's genre bending. That's like one of the indications of like, oh, genre bending. I'm like, it's going to be horrible. Okay. Um, coming of age. Yeah, coming of age is my, one. one of my least favorite types yeah. of movies. I mean, like, it's right, a coming of age that movie. That was his number one. That was my number one. Oh, we yeah. know that. We know that about you. Like, I think that's like one of those things we just know about you that you hate <laughs> coming of age. I remember he yeah. and I a couple months ago, we watched a coming of age movie. We both looked at each other. We go, Luke would hate this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we would definitely not watch it. Yeah. We, yeah. Okay. Anyway, sure I give my spiel why I hate that already. Um, Ladybird. Yeah, probably. Ladybird. Okay. Oh yeah. Ladybird. Lady there's a lot. Fly there's a lot home. to hate. But there was this that. one film, and I wish I remember. I wish I should have taken. I should have taken a picture. But it's like, it's like everything that I, that was indicated in what I think is going to be a bad movie in the plot line. It was uh, a, a woman returns home to fi- uh, from to, war. Yeah, not from war. <laughs> a woman returns <laughs> home to, back to her hometown um, and finds. Uh, you know, sh- she struggles in her daily life to come to terms with the wicked and evil things that she's battling in her, uh, th- that she is seeing. She starts seeing visions and then, the, and then it ends the whole, this whole plot, this whole paragraph, it ends with, or does she? Oh no. <laughs> and I was oh, like, no. I can't wait to watch a movie where I sit down and wonder, go, is this all real? Is it fake? Hmm. I wonder. And the whole movie is like that. And at the end, you just don't really know. And I hate those movies so much. Mm-hmm. When I read that plot, I wish I could have read it because I was like, "This, this is keep ex- the audience this guessing." Exactly all the way what I the hate end. about this. <laughs> I hate it so much. It ends so with you don't this like, whole thing, or you, does she? You don't like, like when there's ambiguity in the ending. No. Oh, interesting. It's like no. Pretty much. Wait. Every- okay. So okay. All right. So okay. Question though about a good movie that has ambiguity in the ending. Okay, like ending of Inception. You're upset about that? I don't think there was because I've seen fan theories about it, there's no ambiguity. But yeah, but ultimately you still have to make up your mind about whether there was ambiguity or not. Um, uh, see, see, not, not see, quite see that, like to that, me, though. that's not necessarily ambiguity. That's like cliffhanger. Yeah. Like, you oh, know. Okay. You know what I mean? Do you feel like I think there was uh, a definite answer in the mind of the director. He was trying to communicate something either black or white. Okay. okay. Now there's disagreement about what he was trying to communicate. Yeah. But. There are films that are like intentionally like, you know, we really have that's the journey. You know, okay. there is no destination. It's just okay. the journey. That drives me nuts. I hate it so much. Got it. Pagan I th- philosophy. I, I think it, I, th- I think it could pay off in some respects, but I agree with you. I think I, if well, you can give an argument about where it worked, I'm open. But that's one okay. of your annoyances with J.J. Abrams. Yeah, ask all the right questions, give yeah, none never, of the right answers. Oh, yeah, no, that's, yeah. Uh, that's, that's different. I mean, I guess I feel like sometimes it's okay if there's, like, emotional ambiguity. But, yeah, maybe not. Plot. I hear no, you. you guys, I think you guys are talking about plot ambiguity more so. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, the way it ended 
or does she? Like, I was like, oh, my goodness. Well, but you're right about the fact that why the heck would that be in the plot line? I don't know. What the heck? That's the same thing with these trailers. You watch trailers, and they, like, give you the reveal that's going to be in the movie in the trailer. They're, like, hinting at it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I've already figured it out. Yeah. Two and a half minutes. Thanks for not wasting my time. I'm not going to the movie theater to see that one. Anyway, so for my selection this week, I just wanted to rant about that for a little bit. Okay. Um, uh, for a long time now. I've been wanting to read um, loser reviews about oh. um, Dances with Wolves. <laughs> and I watched it recently, and it was a big movie when it came out. still a big movie. A lot of positive reviews on there, but there's, there's sprinkled with a lot of negative reviews. And there's a lot of negative reviews, but it's definitely sprinkled. Um, and I was sitting in the bathroom. I won't tell you where I was sitting in the bathroom, but I was sitting in the bathroom, and... I was like laughing at like 11:30 at night, just <laughs> laughing my head off reading these reviews. Who here has not seen Dances with Racists? Oh, okay, Brad. I'm the okay, one, probably. probably the have only one. I have seen it. It's have been a while. It's been a while. It's been a long time. It's the like, regurgitated was, plot. I was of like 12. Pocahontas, yeah, the Noble Savage. The Noble yeah, Savage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Avatar. Avatar. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Pocahontas. Um, uh, Ferngully. You know, so it's uh, the same. It's, a, it's the same. Uh, yeah. Robin Gullies. Williams. Yeah. He plays Batty. Yeah. yeah, one of his lesser known roles. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to read some reviews that I I'm was just dying. These made you fu- made okay, you so this one is done by Kemed fifty one dash forty five dash eight seven five four three six, March eleventh, twenty fourteen. It's called. They gave it three stars. Yeah. Called pure Hollywood drivel. <laughs> this movie ended up on my TV set against my desire for the 500th time. <laughs> I have never reviewed it, so here it goes. Oh. This movie was created unwittingly as the poster child of Hollywood political correctness. Everything about it is makeup fantasy that shows no relation to 1870s reality. First of all, no one who fought in the Civil War walked away from it resembling a Hollywood pretty boy. The one that survived lived the ones that survived lived through dysentery, amputation, blood poisoning, disease, or death. Don't forget, in movies, you can die and still walk away. In this drama, an individual, <laughs> an individual single-handedly wins the Civil War by charging on a horse with a sword. <laughs> in reality, he probably would have been made a bureaucrat with a cushy job in the Johnson administration. But no, our pretty boy wants to go west because he is too pure to live in 19th century white world. He may be pure, but he's, he is still uh, a stupid white guy who doesn't yet know how wonderful other races are. Follow closely. Instead, cut to the chase. Evil white world follows him out west, and you know the rest. <laughs> On the way, dances meet a be- meets a beautiful Hollywood bimbo. <laughs> In a politically correct Western, no Hollywood pretty boy who saved the Union is going to marry no toothless woman. Sorry. In a politically correct Western, no Hollywood pretty boy who saved the Union is going to marry no toothless woman, Indian, uh, toothless Indian woman, even though, wink, wink, Indian women are superior to white women. You see the hierarchy in Hollywood is that you see the hierarchy in Hollywood is this. Hollywood bimbo is the center of the universe. The buffalo are next. Then come the Indians who are all equally good. No judgment here. Then comes white women. Then the rabid dog. Then the white male. And that's Hollywood. The cinematography was nice. Of course, it made dances would play. Um, of course, if made today, dances would be played by a LSMFT. Jim Parsons, Neil Patrick Harris, or Ellen DeGeneres. One last note. 
If a black person had sneaked onto the set, all involved would have gotten confused into a catatonic state. What to do then? Okay, so that was his review, pretty much complaining about the political correctness uh, of that movie. Okay, so this one is done by, I have three reviews. This is the second one. This one is done by Lee, 1888. He gave it one star out of ten. Another smash, American Cowboy. Okay, here we go again. Indians good, America bad. Indians good, white men bad. Give me a break. This movie, like so many others, coming out of Leftywood, had me laughing about one quarter away through this long, long, long movie. It's like three hours. It's a really long one. I remember being really long. It's a long one. I'm sure the good news about this movie is that some college professor is using this movie as a guideline for all the bad things America and the white men did to the poor, poor Indians. (laughs) The fact is the Sioux Indians got a pretty good deal out of our government. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't great, but better than most. And did we treat some Indians bad? Yes. Did Indians kill and rape white women? Yes. Did Indians and and whites break treaties? All the time. But for this movie to go on and on about how the government and whites are so bad is just ridiculous. Costner, who can't act his way out of a wet paper bag, tries to convince you it's better to be an Indian than white. It's better to commit treason and leave your post and become an Indian. Maybe this movie should have focused on how weak this man Dunbar was. He couldn't handle it in the Civil War. He couldn't handle being in the Army. He couldn't handle being at a post by himself. I think this man Dunbar would have teamed up with anyone who came along at the moment. Good thing the Chinese wasn't building. <laughs> good thing the Chinese weren't building a railroad across the plains at that time, or we would have been watching a movie about how to turn yourself into a Chinaman. <laughs> wow. Okay, so this next one is done by Neil MC. This is December twenty eighth, two thousand five. Four out of ten stars. When voice over narration went wrong. In my opinion, Kevin Costner's acting ability is not in question at all. He was great in the far superior western Wyatt Earp. It's just the rank, awful writing that spoils the day here. Hmm. It starts off immature. These people were my friends. I am a celebrity. Then gradually descends into cheesy sentiment. I came to understand that every last one of these people were great and the white men are so, so bad. Before finishing off a downright sickly... He only smiled and talked of simple pleasures. A good fire was better than anything. But however bad the voiceover journal was, I managed to cringe, cringe my way through it somehow. It was a case of Costner over-egging the point to the stage of ramming it down our throats. I think every one of us understands now that all Indians weren't murdering vigilantes with daft names. Okay, so they do have daft names, but by no means is this a criticism of them, and I don't mean to offend any Indians or Costner by saying it. And if Fist in the Mouth, or whatever he was called, was obviously a very <laughs> dignified character, as was made abundantly clear one more on more than one occasion, about eight, I think. <laughs> fist in the Mouth. <laughs> and that's, that, that's not true. Um, the, nobody's name was Fist in the Mouth. The girl's name was Stands with a Fist. The guy's name was Wind in His Hair. And Dances with Wolves was Kevin Costner. There is no fist in the mouth or whatever his name was. <laughs> one thing that got me through was how Dunbar and company were crying over some dead buffalo in one scene, but then 10 seconds later were themselves having a 15-minute heroic buffalo chase, which was so over the top you felt sure a rabid Dunbar was going to, get, uh, was going to start eating one raw. <laughs> it was too much for me, this film. I like to make my own mind up while watching films rather than be spoon-fed a load of sentimental claptrap like this. Four out of ten. Well, I'm surprised you get like a four. That, I feel like that sentiment is a, <clears throat> a good one for 
a lot of what we're yes. dealing with yeah. today. Yes, because so, a lot of the reviews re- I read the positive were like, a- watch it when I was a kid, still love it today. Yeah, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that that was made? I'm sorry, that was made in the '90s. That was like 1995. Okay, I just I don't know. Like I mean, that's the thing is like, okay, give us a narrative, give us an actual story, give us an actual plot and characters and everything that makes a story good, and then let the audience. 1990. Make up- Wow. And then let the audience make up their mind about what was right and what was wrong and stuff like that rather yeah. than right. turning to the camera and being like, I did this because I am blah, 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 blah. Yeah. 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 It was – yeah, it's obviously – you know, and, and I um, actually – when I watched the, uh, the documentary about Lewis and Clark, uh, they hated the Sioux with a passion. Mm-hmm. They hated them. They would call them thieves and snakes and they were just like would sit by the wayside nickel and diamond uh, caravans coming through and steal from them, cheat them, rob them, you know, and they just hated the Sioux with a passion. Not all the Sioux were the same, but, you know, obviously many of them were not good people. So, but, you know, can't, can't put that into a movie. Um, though, I mean, like, I'm surprised, I'm shocked at a lot of the movies that come out nowadays that actually give an honest view of some of those Indians out there. You know, like... Uh, Savages, right? No, no, what was that called? Uh, yeah. Hostiles. Christian. Hostiles, thank Hostiles, you. Hostiles, yeah. Hostiles. Hostiles. You know, that's like, some were good, some were bad. Mm-hmm. Some were just really freaking horrible. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, that's just the way it was out mm-hmm. there, you know? Yeah. But Dances with Wolves gives, I think, a very dishonest picture of how the Indians no, were. And I, what annoys me, too, is like this almost a um, um, arrogance to, this is how it went down back then. I know. Oh, you know? yeah. Almost that all Hollywood has. You know this arrogance of like this is how the history was, and it's like 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 they lived back there, right? You yeah, know? and it's like, dude, we we don't have no idea what those people were dealing with back then, right? On on both sides, right? The mm-hmm. kind of stuff that they had, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like they they make these movies sometimes just complete arrogance, and this is how it is, and this is how it was, and it's then even even saying this is how it is, it's communicated with an attitude. The arrogance extends to this is how we want it to be, mm-hmm. that's how it, this is how we think it should be, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and it's like, obviously, anybody with a brain who's read a history book knows this is not how it was. So why would you make it like that? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. You, yeah. you know, the arrogance is like, we know the history. We've read our history books. They're not stupid. But this is how we want to portray it. You know, mm-hmm. it's we're just going to whitewash the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but, uh, half of it. We're going to whitewash the Indians and approach every, you know, cracker that ever, you know, picked up a, a <laughs> blue uniform as like this. You know, ignorant, you know, think I'm an ignorant savage, you know, as an ignorant savage. So just really, really frustrating and, and uh, not accurate. But that brings me on to uh, uh, that wraps up the good and the bad and the ugly. But now, speaking of frustration, I'm now going to introduce to you guys the new segment. This new segment is called um, the Brotherhood of the Silver Screen Rant Hotline. Now, what I have done is I have set up a new phone number. The phone number for everybody here is 610-486-7744. Let me just confirm that because it's a new phone number. 610-486-7744. Give us a call. This is the Brotherhood of the Silver Screen Rant Hotline where you get to leave a two-minute rant about any movie that you want. <laughs> so, Can they rant about oh, any subject? Or, and, or do they have well, to it has to be Hollywood-related. Okay. Can they rant they can against rant about us? us? You can rant <laughs> against us, yes. That's okay. probably the <laughs> Yes. It's going to happen. Let's open it up. Oh, oh man. Let's open it up. 
<laughs> so I'm going to play. Um, our first ranter has called and left a message. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uh, what? What? <laughs> I'm going to cue it up here. And uh, some of you may be surprised. Some of you may not be surprised at who it is. Okay. So we all know Mom? who it is? Mom. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny to actually hear Mom. If she actually listened and then called in about something. Can you imagine? We would play it too, wouldn't we? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, I would. Okay. Uh, so here it is. The new segment, Brother to the Silver Screen Hotline. Uh, please great. give us a, a call at 610-486-7744 if you want to rant about anything Hollywood-related. And uh, we will do our best to pencil you in. Uh, can't make any guarantees because depending on, you know, the nature of your rant, um, it might be good or it might be bad. It might be lame. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, we're going to take a listen to our first caller. And here it is. Thanks for calling the Brotherhood of the Silver Screen Rant Hotline. Please begin your rant <laughs> after the tone. Hello, uh, I'm calling about The Queen's Gambit, which I sat down to watch with my husband last week uh, under the, uh, well, I thought that it was going to be really good because it had really good reviews and over, uh, I think, over an 8.0 rating on IMDb. So, come on, you know, it's got to be good, right? Well, I started watching it and I was under the pretense the whole time that it was based on a true story. And I just was like, wow, I've never heard of this girl. So I'm watching it and I'm like, wow, these things really happened to her. I guess that's why they're showing them. Uh, the part, there is a part where a chess teacher comes in to uh, talk with this girl prodigy uh, to see how good she is at chess. And he brings her a present. And I'm like, okay, what's this present? You've never met this girl before. You bring her a random present. You know she's excellent at chess. And it's a baby doll. And she's like, okay, thanks for the doll. Let's play chess again. And the very next scene is her throwing the baby, like, in the trash. And it was supposed to be, like, this, like, you know, great grand gesture. Like, oh, girls don't need to play with dolls. They can play chess. It's like, what? Is this? And I've come to find out it's not even a true story. That whole part was not even relevant. It really wasn't relevant. It was just some, it was so, like, contrived feminist. I don't even know. I just was like, this is, why did he bring her a doll that doesn't make any sense? That's what feminists have to do to try to make their points. They make stuff up. Like, oh yeah, he would probably bring her a doll and she would, you know, throw it in the trash because she's not interested. Like, come on. Okay, yeah, I guess she likes chess. But this is just so random. Why would they do that? Anyways, there's a transgender dude in it and he's obviously a man, but he's playing a woman. And there's no mention of it. He's just there. And it's like, are we supposed to not think this is weird? <laughs> and I figured yes, because it's net. Thanks for calling the Brotherhood of the Screen <laughs> Hotline. We will file your complaint with the rest. Is that two minutes? Is that what the two minutes? Yeah, that's, a, that's about two minutes. Yeah. So That's, that's great. Yeah. I've never yeah. seen I mean, yeah, the whole concept of, 
this hotline is Who was it? Awesome. Who was yeah. it? Or are we, are we are, are, no, it's anonymous. You'll tell it's us anonymous. later. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you guys later. Who okay. yeah. yeah, we'll leave it okay. anonymous for now. Okay. But I'll tell you later who it was. But that's the brother uh, of silver screen. How did, screen how did you feel about that that scene? Well, I was very surprised because Queen's Gambit is a series. It's not a movie. So right. I like no. I would have talked. I just mean I would have talked about Queen's Gambit a long time ago because I loved it. We yeah. both loved it. Uh, <laughs> um, and I do remember the baby doll part. And I actually do remember thinking that that was very strange. Like, hmm. why would a random man bring a random girl who obviously is going to be good at chess a baby doll? Because he's a chauvinist. Yeah, that's um, what they're exactly. trying to communicate. Yeah, yeah. Right, I mean, right. I I guess I wasn't as offended by it because I was like. Who cares? Like, let's just keep going. I just want to see her play chess and learn how to play chess. I told you guys. You I think got in chess. Yeah, I yeah. literally yeah. bought a chess set like right after because <laughs> I really wanted to learn. Yeah. Um, so if nothing else, it you know made people want to learn how to play chess. I did yeah. not know it was a series. I thought it was a movie. Yeah, yeah it's it a limited series. series on okay. It's an it's on Taylor Joy. Um, yeah. And. I don't remember I, a transgender yeah, I don't know, person either. I don't remember the transgender person. I don't know what that I was about. I don't know. Maybe I didn't pick it up. I'm going to have to look into yeah, that. I guess. I yeah, they, 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 they do look like women like a lot nowadays. Yeah, I don't. So you can't really it, know. No, it's the headmaster of the school. That's who it is. That's who oh, you're sure? Yes. What? The headmaster of the school. The woman? Yes. Yeah. I remember the woman, and it I don't remember. Yeah. What was his What was or her name? Everybody's phones. grabbing their phones. Yep, I can't. Oh I can't process word. this right Wait, now. Wait, let Brad do it. I I can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't I let him do it. I, know, I need you know, to do right. it too. I'm not grabbing my phone, damn it. <laughs> what do you have thoughts? You asked me if I had thoughts. I just. I don't know. I mean. I was, yeah. Um. I mean. I think. You guys watch the whole thing? The yeah, whole yeah, series? we watch the whole thing. Is it yeah. three episodes? Or no, it's, it's like, like eight. It's like it's a mini series. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Rebecca Root. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Transgender. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. I didn't. I, we didn't know that. Um, that scene. It's interesting. Oh yeah. Um, Athena? Athena. Yeah. I. Transgender. Yeah. I I didn't notice. Just identified as male. <laughs> at interesting. Wait. I'm confused. <laughs> Yeah. I, I oh think no. she is too. Just me too, dude. I, 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 I should say, I think I, he is too. I think. Wait, like, yeah, was I don't a know. male actor and is now a female actor? Yes. Okay, yes. That, okay. and yeah. played a female yeah. role. Wait, okay. wait, wait, wait. I wait. thought you were saying. I thought you were saying she was a female actress and played a fe- and was just a female actress in this movie and then is becoming a man. No. <laughs> oh, okay. No. I did. I yeah. don't follow. Okay. Yeah. It's I don't. Fine. I don't okay. want to follow. Anyway, I don't. Yeah. I don't know about all that. Yeah, it's um, a dude. Yeah. It's a dude in, in drag. Yeah. Oh. So. Oh. Okay. Well, there you go. There it is. <coughs> yeah. And that scene, I mean, that scene, yeah, I think that scene was just an attempt at trying to show that, I don't know. It, it was weird because he, like, gets the teacher to come out. So she's in, like, an orphanage, basically. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, a, she's, you know, she's just, like, had a very difficult upbringing. And now she's in this orphanage. So she has a lot of trauma. And she's dealing with that. And so, yeah. And so chess is kind of, like, what she puts her passion into because it, like, you know, allows her to escape from those things. Um, but yeah, she gets this like chess teacher to come in and yeah, he brings her that baby doll, but he's, it is weird. Cause like he's there because the, so I guess is the idea that like he came there thinking she wasn't actually good at chess. I don't know what, is it, is it the original that. guy right. who teaches her? No, no. So no. she's, she's being taught with the janitor and yeah. then the janitor invites this guy from the high school and he's mm-hmm. the one who brings her the baby mm-hmm. doll. I'm just trying to remember what the point of that, of that was like. 
Did he just show up thinking she wasn't going to be but any good? Didn't she I say, think, didn't she say that she, he knew she was good at chess? Well, the janitor had told him, but yeah. he yeah. hadn't so ever so seen. So so no get, one had yeah. ever seen so her get, play. So, so I guess the, the narrative point is that the janitor, the janitor said, "Hey, I've got this girl who's really good." And since there weren't really women in chess at this point, he he came to he school. He decided to identify himself as a chauvinist pig. Yeah, he yeah. basically showed up and to was the like, audience. He basically yeah, showed yeah. up and was like, "Okay, <laughs> she's hey, I'm a chauvinist pig. <laughs> she's going to be a kid girl, and she's." I, I also guess good. I didn't like like they they didn't give us any indication in his personality that he was not nice, like mm. or that he was like purposefully trying to. Yeah, he do was right, very right, he right. was very nice to he her. Nice as soon guy. as he saw that she was good, he like wasn't like that. I don't know. Right. So. Hey, you know, there's hope for white men out there. There's just hope for white straight men. There's just, that's what they're trying to communicate. Yeah, you too can go to our re-education camps and be changed. <laughs> so, thanks everybody for listening. This concludes the Good and the Bad and the Ugly and our brand new segment, the Brotherhood of Silver Screen Rant Hotline. We will see you guys next week.